0: Now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. God is good. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise and worship. Off the chains, <laughs> Glory be to God. Woo! I'm excited about Jesus. I'm excited about you guys being here. Welcome, Facebook, our Facebook family. Hallelujah. As you know, we've been talking about, we've been talking about pride for quite some time now. And if you haven't, go back, I don't know, what, maybe five, six weeks now? I'm not sure. Oh, the topic for today's message is being a disciple. Being a disciple is a subtopic. We're still talking about pride. We're going to wind it up whenever, It's, still, it's because it's still a hot topic. Glory be to God. Um, And i'm going to say to you those of you who've listened to this message and are listening to this message this is not for you to see pride in other people it's for you to see yourself you know what the scriptures this is to me for me this is to me for me it's not to me for you it's to me for me and i'm so grateful that our father loved us so much that he gave us writings to see who he is and to see who we are in him. Glory be to God. I'm excited about that. I'm doing this, um I'm up here with I'm up here, I guess like Pastor and I was like, I guess I'm gonna do this like well you do it today because it's like we we tossed the we tossed the toss coin to see who had the most pride and I guess I did
1: so, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm <here. laughs> told you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so here we are. We're going to talk about, we're going to go, because it's so important and pride is so subtle. And if, as we keep saying, it's you can't get away from it. It's everywhere. So the only way we can get away from it is being, keeping our focus on our Lord Jesus Christ and walking in him is how we Escape it. Escape all the perils of pride. So I'm going to go through a thing because I want you guys to remember and um, to be aware. We want to be aware. Our foundational scripture has been Proverbs 13.10 which says that I just went blank. Strife. Only by pride comes contention. Proverbs 13.10. And it says only. So think about it. All the wars around the world, all the um, all the wars in our house, everything wherever there is contention, pride is the root of it. So there's no way of getting in the world. there's no way of getting away from pride, but there's a way of it not taking root in us. Glory be to God. So we're gonna do a little check mark and see where we, may have to pay some attention to some things. The first thing about pride is, when you, think, when you think you're humble, that's pride. Pride thinks it's humble. Remember the scripture that says, God resists the proud but he gives grace to the humble? They're resisting, and we, we think God resisting the pride, God resisting the proud, is God, okay, he's, he's resisting us now. What it is, is if there's a, a force bill there and he's trying to get these things, all his promises to you, but that pride, that pride is separating it. That pride is keeping his promises from getting to you. So, but he gives grace to the humble because there's no pride there. So it just flows. How awesome is that? If we can, if we can get out of pride and allow Christ Jesus to just to live in us, the humility will just flow, flows from him through us to others. Well, another thing, it does not accept cr- constructive criticism. Pride hates, and it, and, it, and, it says, and it says, I say constructive criticism. When I say constructive, this is something that could help you. It's something that could help. So he does not, he doesn't, uh, pride doesn't like, constructive criticism because pride takes offense because pride's like, right away, oh, so you're talking, I'm I'm not good enough. And pride goes on the defense and pride is just, pride is ugly, let's admit it. Pride is an ugly thing. Pride must keep us in a place of, of always expecting the worst, we expect the worst from others, we don't expect, and then what happens when we're expecting the worst from others, then we don't give the good of ourselves. Because then we're thinking that we're not, not going to be appreciated. Well, we'll get to that. But pride, um, it does not accept constructive criticism. It makes you to always want to be, another thing it does, pride wants to be the center of attention. Right. And there is a group of people, pride wants to be noticed. Pride once to, you know, a lot of times, I think I, I don't know if I read this someplace, but I, I I, had heard, read once or heard it, whatever. That a lot of times pride, one thing about pride it doesn't like being on time, because if pride comes in late, then it's people notice that, that you're there. And people want you to notice their, they, Some people want an entrance. I mean, they, want, they don't want to just walk in with everybody. They want to walk in when everybody's there. So then when you come in, people will see you. So then they'll know that you're there. So pride can, you know, it it's it's, um, it gives it the sort of attention, it gets in a, even in a, in a gathering, pride wants to be the one that's, that's, that's talking, whether you've got anything to say or not, but pride, that's pride. Pride wants to, wants to be on display. You are vain about, pride Causes you to be vain about your physical appearance. How many, uh-huh. <laughs> how many, how many of us, can walk past a show, what is a window? And not just look at yourself. How many of us can do that? I don't work on not looking, and to see your reflection. I'm serious, I mean, I'm serious. I will walk past because, you know, you become aware of pride. And I walk past and it's like, and I'm like, Captain, purposely don't look at your, I talk to myself, don't look at your reflection in the window. You know, because you just, it just happens naturally. You just want to see what you look like. Not as if you don't know what you look like when you left home. But it's, a, it's your physical appearance becomes so important to you. And Pastor really mentioned this, I think it was last week, when, when he mentioned, like the scripture says, body exercise profit us little. I mean, sure, it's good for us to exercise our body, you know, to keep healthy, of course. But when that's your... Your goal, that's your focus, that's how you look, how people, because how will people receive you is going to be based on your appearance. You know, you've got to be a certain size. You've got to wear certain clothes. I mean, a lot of things play into that, but that is pride. That is pride. Because that's not, that's not, that, it's not who you are. Who you are, the person that you are is on the inside of you. That's who you truly are. This is just a shell, and this and this fools people. This can very easily fool and give people a, an impression of you that just isn't true. So we, we wanna be careful about physical appearance and we don't get caught up in that. Um, it doesn't, you don't associate with ordinary or unpopular people. You know what's funny now, even when kids are little, when they're real little, they're learning the popular kids in school. And it's important to them at a young age, instead of everybody playing together, it's important to them at a young age that they're wanting to be with the popular ones. Even, and this is sad but it's true, even parents, depending on who the the children are, even parents want their children to associate with a certain, with certain children. Even parents are and putting this in their children. Like who's like if a parents kids are, what do you call it? If their parents are in the community, then the parents want their kids, they're happy for their kids to go spend the night or have a call them at a party. It's like that mindset is being set up at such an early, early age. That associating um, associated with certain people, not you know, wanting to be a step up. We talked about being a name dropper, we talked about that, and we know how that goes. We know we We know how that goes. One of the things I want to te- step get to is, to is with pride, you're not you're not teachable because you think you know. Pride will tend to let you think that you already know. So if you already know, then what is there to learn? Mm-hmm. But in humility. You always wanted to know. You always wanted to know because you want not to know to know, but to know to apply. Right. To know so that you can. Because this is a this isn't about knowing in your head, but it's about knowing in your heart. So it becomes a reality to you. So you apply this life that is only in Christ Jesus. Right. So you don't, So you're not. Pride will not let you be teachable because pride will let you. Think more highly of yourself than you ought to think. Pride doesn't like listening to others' advice. Because again, pride knows. So it doesn't like that. Pride does not like being surpassed by people. It doesn't like, even in the workplace, pride doesn't like it when others make a, a promotion that you think you deserve. Um, and even in family situations, you'll see when others make a purchase or, you know, things, because things happen because things are going to happen. But then we think, and pride will let you think, well, why did that happen to them? Why couldn't it happen to me? This is pride. This is pride. Glory be to God. Pride will make you feel you are, um, <laughs> pride will make you feel that you're too important to do certain tasks. That's even at work, that's in the church. It's pride will really make you think that you shouldn't Clean toilets. You have too much. You have too much. Medicine. I'm not going to do it. Let somebody else do that. I'm not going to do that. Pride <laughs> would have you thinking these things. Pride, well, you are critical to those with better. It'll make you critical with those with better giftings than you have, or better talents than you have. Pride would make you. You're not doing it. Somebody else is doing it, but yet you're critical of them doing it. Now, what sense does that make? But that's what pride will do. That's what pride will do.
1: Right.
0: Pride will have you not asking for help, even when you are well aware that you need help mm-hmm. in a situation But pride will have you not ask for help. Pride is so destructive in so many ways. Pride will cause your favorite subject to be you. You, pride you. <laughs> You love to, pride pride will love, pride loves talking about itself. All of its exploits and things it have, have haven't done. I mean, that's what pride does. It's like you are your favorite subject. Um, You're better than others who may be different or less fortunate. Again, putting people, categorizing people, looking down on people. None of these things are the love of God. Are you following me? Amen. None of this. None of this is the love of God. Glory be to God. Um, pride will cause you to be consistently, consistently critical. Not just critical sometimes, but there's always something wrong with somebody or something. Amen. All the time. Amen. Um, you, there are people that you probably don't want to see coming sometimes because you know they're going to be negative. You know what's coming out of their mouth is going to be negative, and then because it's like, do you ever do you like when you're listening? Do you ever have a good day? I mean, that's your thoughts. Like, do you ever have a good day? Because constantly, constantly, consistently critical. Pride needs attention and affirmation. Pride needs to. Pride loves that what, that pat on the back. Pride loves. Pride loves as other Now think about it. All of these things that we've said thus far, but pr- that it does, but yet it loves it, it loves it. And then it wants confirmation in it. Pride is unwilling to submit to authority. This is a good one. Pride does not like submitting to authority. Pride likes being in charge. Pride, pride loves being in charge. Pride loves having to, I don't wanna say boss others around, but giving others, um, just telling others whatever they need to do. Pride gets a kick out of that. Pride does not like having someone over them and listening and submitting to authority, but they want to be the person in authority so that they can, you know, kind of like keeping their thumb on someone, that's pride. Pride will make excuses for what you, for why you do what you do. Even if it's what you shouldn't be doing, Pride will make excuses for why you're doing it. Pride will justify even things we shouldn't do. Pride will cause us to justify it so that in our to ourselves it would be okay. That's what pride does. Pride is pride can be shy or display itself as being shy or natural. Because pride is concerned about how others, how others view them. Pride, and in, in so being, Because then it's like, your thinking is, what if? What if? Because you're thinking, with pride, you're thinking, what if they say something? What if I fail? What if, what if, what if, what if? That's what pride, that's what pride does. Pride, and this is just some of the things, pride is so subtle. And I think, I mean, most of these things we can all relate to because it's so subtle. It's so norm. It is it's just the it's just the norm. It's like this is just where we live. That's why it's so imperative for us as the church to know, to seek out and to know who we are in the scriptures. Because in pride, if we continue to live in pride, to exhibit pride, then we're bring wrapped upon ourselves, we're bringing destruction upon ourselves. Because, and that's not who we are. Because love is so much, so much more powerful. The love of God is so much more powerful. The love of God will keep us in humility. The love of God will keep us not putting ourselves first because another's pride is, pride is selfish. Because it puts yourself first. It doesn't put Christ first. It doesn't put the word first. It doesn't put love first. It doesn't put any of these things first. Pride puts itself first. And everything else has to fall somewhere, wherever. But that's what pride does. And that's why there's so much division because of pride. The scripture says it earlier. All the contention, either one person, the other person or both, if there's anything wrong, there's pride somewhere. Amen. Right. That's just it. There's pride somewhere, and we as, and we need to search it out because we don't want. Because we want to be a. Because the scripture tells us to humble ourselves, and in order to humble ourselves, we're gonna have to not walk in God, <coughs> not let pride become a part of our character, a part of our makeup. No, no. But the love of God, that's who we are we're lovers of God because we, access, we we recognize his love towards us first and recognizing his love towards us because he loves, then what do we do? We follow after our father and we love. Because it's, it's difficult. It's difficult to walk in pride and love simultaneously. I don't know how you even do that. You know, so it's like all invented vinegar. So we as believers, we understand the love of God. We understand who we are in Christ Jesus. We understand that the issue, we want say that there is no issue. There truly is no issue when we trust God. When he's our focus, when he's our priority, when the desire of our heart is to please him, is to give him more. Because it's it's time for the church, it's time for the church to stop... What's the word I'm looking for? Stop being passive. It's time for the church to stand up and be the strong, the strong body that it is, and to exhibit Christ. It's time for us to show the world who this savior is that he's real, but he's first. But he's first got to be real to us, so we can no longer be deceived or allow ourselves to be deceived. And the more time we spend with him, the more time we find out who we are in Christ Jesus. Not only will we change, because change is in the word. If we take the word and we believe the word, we have faith in the word. Change is built in the word. Yes. And as as we get that, and we take it as our own, that's what I was, our pastor and I were talking just maybe this week, and I was like, like this is, we have no doubt, no question that the scripture is true. That the word of God is true. There's no, we don't question that. But the question is, has it become our truth? That makes the difference right there. When it becomes my truth. It may be your truth. There may be areas in the Bible and in the scriptures, and you've taken it and it's your truth. But it's not my truth yet. I know that it's there. I know it's the truth, but it has become my truth, my reality. And that's what the church needs to do: is to take the take this word and take it as my own, own it. It's mine, and it is my reality. If he said it, if he said it's mine, it's mine and that step if we can take that and live that how are we gonna how are we gonna let how does pride get into a life that's grounded that's grounded in the total dependency as long as it is on the risen Christ amen by his grace how does how does how does pride get work its way into that when we are so sure of who we are, And we have to be so sure of who we are that when adversity comes, because adversity will come, we're gonna get time, believe me, because of the world that we're in, we're gonna be getting plenty of opportunities for pride to show itself on a daily basis, maybe a 100 times a day. It's not going anyplace, but what happens when it shows itself? Do we show Christ, or do we stick, or do we, Keep that, that that selfish mindset, that selfish mindset that we're not to have, but which we have to find the Christ all the time, right. in every situation, constantly on display. Right. So that's, a, that's just a refresher. Pastor? Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. That you know, we're not traditional, and, and we're doing this uh, together. Uh, And, uh, you know, because pride is an enemy to every believer. Amen. It's an enemy to every believer. You said a couple of things you talked about. One of the things I want to add to that is taking offense. Taking offense, pride. We know what God said about us. We know who Christ has made us to be. Amen. 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 Amen? So we don't want to add you know, offense, we don't want to take offense because that's a characteristic of a believer who's living outside the realm of the spirit and living, uh, is living according to the flesh. Amen. And pastor,
0: mm-hmm. we've taken offense to go with that. Mm-hmm. Should I take offense to something that was say something that was said? Mm-hmm. I think my first reaction should be, well, like, why would they say that? Like, did I just did I did I do something that was misunderstood? Did I say something that was misunderstood? You know, why, why would I? You know, why, would, why would that person take offense? I mean, take if I have some blame, let me let me start with me. If I'm going to take offense, let me start with me. let me start, yeah, let me start with me before
1: I, because mm-hmm. it you says to Yes, and make sure if there's any re- any truth to what they're saying. Yes, and if there's yes. truth, we yes. take it before the Lord. Yes. All right. Yes. We take it before the Lord, and and then we're and why do we take it before the Lord? Because we recognize that in and of ourselves we're not sufficient, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but in Him we are sufficient Amen. to all things. Amen. And because we're going to die to ourselves, we come alive into the realm of grace. Lord, Lord, when we Lord. set pride aside, we make room for grace to come in and do the perfect work on the inside. Of us. I love it. But, you know, because somebody's in pride and they want to attack me because they're in pride, uh, you know, it's going to be okay. I <laughs> know, but that's not what the Word says. Because <laughs> the Word says this. And I want to be in constant uh, reminder, of, you know, as a person that the offense is, is, is uh, pointed towards, I want to be reminded of what Christ has made me and why I come up short. And he's the one who makes up the difference. Amen? Amen? Amen. Paul says, no longer I that live, but it's Christ that lives in me. Amen. And, and I made this statement, I, you know, a couple weeks ago. I said, don't, please don't tell me that you're not in pride. If you can't say, it's no longer that I live, it's Christ that lives on the inside of me.
0: And that be true. Yeah? That'd be true.
1: You know, it's like, so we all have to check ourselves right there because that was a bold statement by Paul. But Paul yeah. came into the revelation that he was insufficient within Amen. himself. Remember, Paul lived as a religious man, yeah. he believed in doing everything right and persecuting those who didn't do what he thought, right, or what he knew according to the law. Mm-hmm. Right. Remember, so he was... And we're going to talk a little bit about that, because our ultimate goal, and you pointed out all the characteristics... Well, some. There's huh? more, but... Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, well, you pointed out a lot of the characteristics of walking in the flesh, or being in pride, being mm-hmm. self-sufficient. And we're never to be self-sufficient. So, we're going to talk about... Becoming a disciple, all right? When when you make the decision to to, to live as a disciple, you are either going to do it in the flesh or you're going to do it in the spirit. You can make the decision to live as a disciple and do it in the flesh. Paul, before he became Paul, the apostle Paul. He was going to follow God. He was going to follow the law. He was going to do all. He was going to be religious. He was going to attack everybody who wasn't doing what God does. He was going to, you know, when he was be judgmental. Picture a church. A lot of the church we see today. He's going to bring judgment down on people rather than than recognizing that in. And anybody's and any any believer's own or not just a believer but unbelievers obviously they don't have the life of God so they're 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 in a bad place. But believers, we have the life of God. Amen. And so instead of me attacking a believer and, and it's so bad, instead of me attacking a believer and going by what I see, I should line up my words. Because of my faith in God, and in my understanding of God, in my own strength, that I can never please God. In my own strength, I'm going to set the standards for what I think the spiritual life is supposed to be. And I'm always going to come up short. Does that make sense? And that's all called pride. Now, I'm going to become a disciple based on my idea and the natural of what a disciple should be. I'm going to come up short every time. Does this make sense? Am I babbling this morning? Well, you better catch up because I ain't babbling. (laughs) Because God is a heart God, becoming a disciple is more than information, gaining information or obeying rules. God is a heart God. It's not about doing. It's about being. Amen. It's about being. Every believer has to get to, in order to get out of pride and to walk according to the grace of God, like you said, that uh, what, what was the scripture you quoted? It was uh, James 4, 6, I believe. When you said, he gives more grace to to the humble. Alright? Because pride is an enemy to a believer's life. It's an enemy to faith. It's a Pride will never allow uh, never allow a believer to be obedient or to believe or to trust the way that, that we're <coughs> supposed to trust mm-hmm. because we're too busy trusting in what we can do not what God has done. Wow.
0: It's
1: easy
0: to do. That's the
1: thing. That's right. It's easy to trust in our own ability. You see, um, this life becoming believers about transformation Mm -hmm. that we're being transformed into what Christ made us to be through his death burial and his resurrection you see he gave us a life as believers he gave us a life if any man be in Christ he is a new creation old things have passed away behold all things have become new he's given us a new kind of life a life that we step into a life that's already been provided through Jesus Christ. Notice, mm-hmm. if, if any man be in Christ, not if any man be in church. Amen. That's right. <clears throat> not if any man be in a denominational church or any kind of church. It says if any man be in Christ, and being in Christ is being in the true church. Mm-hmm. Because and being in Christ is where you find all of your help mm-hmm. because you're insufficient of yourself but pride will keep you over here where you're, you want to be sufficient of yourself I think I thank God you see being a disciple is about is, is, is having all of your is having transformation in your heart alright and it's about your motives what are your motive, motives based on what are your intents what are your thoughts uh, are they based on you living and walking in the realm of the spirit or is it based on your idea of what religion should be of what spirituality should be. Does this make sense this morning? Mm-hmm. I don't want to diss some people who dress up real pretty. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> y'all didn't see that. That's right. <laughs> and there's some folks that can dress up real pretty. They can walk the walk. I mean, they can talk to talk, but they really can't walk the walk. Man, I see it. I see it. I, we see it all the time at church publicly. It is the most biggest uh, a large portion of church. Jesus today would come up and say, "You hypocrite!" Because they don't walk by the Spirit. They, they want more laws and more this and more that, more doing more that. You know, because they don't recognize Jesus Christ on the cross and His finished work and the grace of God. And what all these things mean. Does this make sense this morning? Yes. You see, your source your source of strength and your source of motivation is going to be based on your flesh. Or, or your mind, your, your flesh, or your soul, man, your mind, your mind, your mind, will, and emotions, which are controlled by your flesh, but yet you got this place, this, you know, this religious place over here. So you, you're trying to live out this life from a religious standpoint. You, you know, you trying to be a believer, but trying to be a Christian, or whatever you want to call yourself, uh, in your own efforts. It's prideful. You haven't died. We need to die. Am I making sense here? Yes. So your source for your motivation is going to be based on your flesh or on your spirit, which is based on the condition of your heart. If pride is in your heart, you're never going to walk as a disciple. You're going to walk as as a religious. You're going to find hypocrisy. You're going to find yourself trying to do more than in in your own efforts. Say it again. Carnal. Walking according to the flesh. Okay? So, it's going to be based on the condition of your heart. What conditions your heart? God's Word. The truth of God's Word and His reality. If your heart needs to be full of the Word of God. You know, we tell people to pray. and We tell them to pray the Word. And we when we tell them to pray the word, you know. A lot of times they don't understand what we mean by pray. We want you to pray the word that has become the reality in your heart. So that means you need to study the word to get an understanding of God's word, so that you can now live according to the realm of the spirit. So you can open up the open up the floodgates. Can I make, can I give a, can I tell you all a story this morning? You know, some of you have heard this over and over again. When you were born again, everything that you ever need or wanted, everything that you ever need was was deposited into your. It came alive in your spirit man. All of the kingdom of God came alive in your spirit man. So you are never ever lacking anything. If Christ be in you, if he is in your spirit, the spirit of God is on the inside of you. Everything you will ever need is on the inside of you. Stop begging God. Stop begging him. Start. When you pray, Amen. receive. Amen. Prayer for Amen. believers to receive. Amen. Prayer. Amen. prayer is receiving what's already yours. That's become your reality. And you're praying according to the word that's in your heart. But if you're full of pride, your heart is now corded up. Your heart is a passageway. Of the life that's in your recreated spirit. But if your heart is full of pride and carnality. Or what you've obtained to your soul man. Your mind, your will and your emotions. Which to this point has been affected. Is infected by the realm of the flesh. By pride. That's what's in your heart. Oh, you're still brand new in your spirit man. But that's where the word of God comes in. When you make the Word of God your reality, then it goes, and and you're getting the Word, and God's revealing things. He doesn't reveal it to your spirit. Your spirit already knows it. He reveals it to your heart, because He needs for it to be in your heart, so that the life that's in your spirit can manifest. But life can't manifest in you, because your heart is mucked up. It's got a bunch of cook in it. We did a little thing the other day. Well, we're talking about the glass, right? With orange juice. I, the brother's sitting here laughing because we're talking about if You take the glass and you fill it full of orange juice, right? And, you, and all of a sudden you go get a hose and put with this, start pouring water in it. What's going to happen to that orange juice? It's going to displace that juice. It's not going to weaken it. It's going to wash it completely out. That's what the word of God is said to do. That's why we need the Word of God to get into our hearts so we can clean out everything that is about us. Everything about us and then play and impart the Word of God and start building brick by brick the Word of God in our hearts so that that Word of God becomes our reality, not our own efforts. The Word of God becomes our own efforts and now as the man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Another word says, out of the Abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, alright? And 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 <laughs> the spirit and the word work together. So if the word of God is if the word of God is in your heart, it's built for well your heart, what's in your heart's gonna come out. So when the intruder comes, pride and all those other things, you'll kick it out so that the light that's in your recreated spirit can manifest.
0: With your saying that I want to say this. Mm-hmm. You're not talking about a daily devotional.
1: I'm talking about a lifestyle.
0: Exactly. Right? Because this can become, it can become ritual. We can make it a, we can get up every day and you know, read the scriptures or pray or, you know, like have this time, that we call it time with the Lord. We can do that every day. But do we ever get to that place mm-hmm. where there's a spiritual connection? Or do we stay in that place where it's still, where our mind is still connected? And we never, then it never becomes a heart connection. Because I'm saying that, because in that example you gave, mm-hmm. it's gonna take time, mm-hmm. it's gonna take true time. Mm-hmm.
1: To build this, and not this So
0: that everything that's in there is God now. That's right. Everything that's, all that other gook is out. You never like. get to that place where all that gook is out
1: about what you're saying is this is that as this is what we that's why we never come to the place that we become complacent as believers Exactly. because the moment you become complacent as a believer is the moment things going to come against you that you're not going to be able to overcome and then you're going to start doubting God. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I'm not saying don't have devotion time. What I'm saying is make sure it's quality time. Make sure it's not something you do but it's in that being, it's in that being, because change comes. Change comes. You experience God. You experience his presence. It's just not like I can just, do. it's not one of those things I can go and I can, well, there's no, well, there are newspapers, but I can go pick up a paper and I walk away, read the paper, I got the news and go on about my dad. You go in and you get your Bible, you do your daily devotion. Okay, I read my, the Bible and I go on about my dad. It's not that. It's truly connected.
1: To make a decision to be a disciple from your soul man, from your mind, will, and emotions, all right, and not your inner man, it binds you to the source of all your problems. Let me say it again. To make a decision to live from your soul man, your mind, will, and emotions, which are affected by, an infected, I like that, by your flesh, by the carnal realm, by pride, deceit, and uh, self deceit. All right. To make a decision to live that way, a constant decision to live that way, it ties you to all the failure and everything that holds you back. We want to live according to the realm Amen. of the spirit. Amen. Amen? Amen. We want to learn how to live from. Look, I gotta say it again. Everything you will ever need is on the inside of you. about this. It's, Believers, out this, right. right? Listen, your healing, brothers and sisters, is not in heaven. That's right. right. Heaven came to earth. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thy kingdom come, that will be done in earth. And believers, the kingdom of God is on the inside of you. Jesus said, "It shall be with you. It shall be in you." The kingdom of God is on the inside of you, and what, what keeps us from walking into victory. And, and, you know, we talked about this, you know, the scripture says we're more than conquerors. Why? Because, why are we more than conquerors? Because everything has already been conquered. There's Amen. nothing left to conquer. Amen. There's just overcoming. Amen. Amen. Right. Amen. Right. And he says we are overcomers. Yes. He, he didn't say we're more than overcomers. He says we are conquerors. We're more than conquerors because everything has been conquered. Not only has it been conquered, but the life and nature of God. The same life, the eternal life that Jesus had has been parted to you. It's Praise been God. placed on the inside of you. Amen. And he wants us to learn how to live from it. Praise God. Amen. 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 This is real. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 A disciple in the flesh is making a journey of self-defeat of self-deceit and defeat. Mm-hmm. Building up and strengthening every ne- negative thing that was against him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We see it all the time. Mm-hmm. We see it all the time. The church's focus is so wrong and especially, in the, I, I speak about our country in particular. I can't speak for well other nations, but I live here and I see what's going on. The, and, and the focus, of, we, <laughs> we're stacking we're stacking bricks that are about to all fall down. Mm-hmm. Because we don't understand what Christ did for us on the cross. You're building up and strengthening everything that we should be allowing to die. Because we have the life and nature of God. Let's go to Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, please. We don't have much longer, but this is good stuff. We can't let it go. Sherry. Mm-hmm. That's Pearline Kemp she already told y'all about the little things. She pointed out a lot of little things that every one of us deal with on a regular basis. I don't want to see no more glass when I walk by. <laughs> 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 in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. Yes, yeah, verse 16. Then I say, walk in the spirit. with me? Amen. Walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen. You don't walk in pride. Amen. Walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If we walk in the spirit. Go
0: ahead. So this Mm -hmm. is this is our life. Walk. We don't think about, we don't think about walking in the sense of when we take, when I go from here to there and I'm taking each step, I'm t- I'm, but I'm, I'm not mindful of the steps that I'm taking. I'm walking and I'm not mindful of taking steps. When it comes to the things of the Spirit, when it comes to it, That's right. we are we are I'll a little bit. Mm-hmm. we are so mindful of Christ in us. Mm-hmm. We are so mindful. We, I mean, because He's alive in us and He we're it's, it's that, that, that knowing that we keep talking about that keeps us in that out of pride. It keeps us in that place that we're so aware of Christ in us right. that his spirit is, it's like when we say call on grace,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we're just so aware of grace's presence all, all the time. All the time. All the time. And that's how we are walking in the spirit because we're so mindful of who we are in Christ Jesus. Amen. The word walk means to line up of in and rough,
1: And that's how we are with Christ Jesus. That's right. So he tells us here, to walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. So now we're going to do it furthermore. Go over to Romans chapter 8, verse 4. It provides us a furthermore here. Oh, Amen. God. Romans chapter 8, what did I say? Eight, four, verse 4. We'll probably read 5 to 6 too while we here. In Romans chapter 8, and verse 4, wait till you get there. It says, that the righteousness, watch this now, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after our own efforts and our own strengths, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. There's a fulfilling that takes place when we the righteousness of the law. Do you remember the law that we had back there? They couldn't fulfill. But now because we walk in the spirit, uh, um, um, it, it's being fulfilled in us. Does it make sense? Amen. Being fulfilled in us. Uh, on who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So so is when we, uh, when we regulate our lives by the spirit, we not only stop doing the things that are destructive towards us, or stop looking at the negatives that are trying to operate in our own strength. Alright? When we're walking according to the Spirit, we're fulfilling God's word in us, in our lives. Is this good? Have I confused you yet? Are you good and confused? Alright, look at the next verse. Chapter 5. We're gonna look at for to be calmly minded. To be self-sufficient, to be calmly minded is death. To be spiritually minded is what? life and peace. Is to be life. I mean, is life and peace. First. All right, that's oh, that's verse. Alright, that's verse six. Get yeah, verse five. Good. Okay. No, that's good. Stay there. Yes. No, no, no. Stay okay. there. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. For they that are after the flesh pay attention to the things of the flesh, but they that after the Spirit, they pay attention to the things of the Spirit. Now go to the next verse again. For to be calmly-minded, for to be flesh-minded, flesh-ruled, flesh-controlled, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually-minded is life and peace. Let me say this to you. Listen to me. The carnal mind, is in opposition to the spirit life. Yes. The carnal mind is in opposition to the life that Christ has given you, the victorious life.
0: And Pastor, Pastor, mm-hmm. you know when you know that you're carnal, you're operating calmly? Mm-hmm. it's when this gets hard.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh gosh. Well, <laughs> she had to go there. <laughs> That's right, because you should be what? Effortless. Yes. What are you talking about, Pastor? Well, we'll show you. Just stick around a minute. Well remember, when you when you're fighting this battle in your own when you think so highly of you and you think you know everything and you got all the answers, man, you're gonna come up short every time. You're never gonna live out the victorious life that you have in Christ Jesus. You won't be useful to the kingdom. And furthermore, as I told the church this morning, what is what is the one thing that our life is purposed to do? To glorify God. To bring glory to God. Amen. To bring glory to our Savior. Amen. So that the world might see Him through us. Amen. Whatever we do, and, and none of, whether, the more we allow Him to live in us, it brings glory to Him. It speaks of Him. It speaks of what He can do. Not what we can do, but it speaks of what He can do or what He has done. And who he is. And who he has made us to be. Glory,
0: glory. glory, glory to God. Glory. glory to God. I love that. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Galatians 5.25. Galatians 5.25. And it says this. We'll get the insects. She's taking a <laughs> deep <laughs> uh, All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, do it. Watch this now. Ooh. Y'all ready for this? Yeah. If, but if we live in the spirit, mm. if let me say it again. But if we live in the spirit, let us also do what? Also yeah. oh, live in the spirit. If you're born again, your life is in the spirit. So, if you live in the Spirit, now we got to learn how to walk in the Spirit. Oh boy, get ready for this. Y'all ready for this? That word live means Zoe. Oh man, please y'all get this. There's some sick people right now that's listening. There's some believers, there's some people that are going through some things right now. Believers, I'm talking about believers, not talking about the world, talking about believers. To live. Means we have the God kind of life. We have this Zoe, which is the same quality of life that God has. We have that life when? Somebody said, right now. Now. right now. That's the life that's in our recreated spirit. The God kind of life is in, in our spirit of man. And he's saying that, so if Zoe. If we live in zoe, we have this life in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. So to live in the spirit means zoe, the God kind of life comes from the word zoe. The word walk means to line up or to proceed, to come forward. Wait a minute. Let me say it again. The word to—what did I say? The word to walk means don't mean walk around like you all holy and all that. It means to proceed. Therefore, to walk in it, to live in, it, to, to 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 connect to it, to to line up with it, to 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 to, to proceed, to proceed in a row. Somebody's life, somebody ought to see that their life can be different today.
0: Amen.
1: But it's not on God. Start asking Him to change your life. Are you saved? Your life was changed. Totally Learn. Get in the Word and find out what that means. So that you can live. So that you can walk. Amen. Oh, amen. This is not a babysitting thing. This is about walking. And it comes from revelation knowledge. The word being revealed to you. Some of you, the only time you pray is when you want to grab something from God. And then you ask him, you don't even know how to ask him. Because the only thing, the only short thing that he responds to is to what he has already told you. Right after 25. The word says he, he what, backs his word. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Right
0: after 25 comes 26 which says, let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. This is to the church, and this is pride is in the church.
1: Can you put that up there? There it is. <laughs> Say it again. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, that's your own glory.
0: Exactly. This you be by God? Exactly.
1: You want the world to see you a certain way. You want to be the fat cat. You want to be. You want to hang out with the big boys. You want to. You know. You look down on smaller people. But I'm the one. I got all the answers. I ain't got no answers. I tell you who does though. Amen. Amen. Show, show them. Show The answers ain't here. Glory. Amen. Amen. Amen? Amen. So we line up and we walk in it. So now you see the person that believes they have the life of God in them and they're not trying to become something. Why are you trying to become something that God has already made you? Why don't you recognize that you're impotent by yourself and that in Him He's already made you a certain way so now He wants you to just walk in it. Proceed. Live on. Live on. Not based on something that you can do. It's something that he did. Amen. This is what it means when it says that God gets all the glory. I'm told, people will tell, God gets all the glory. The glory for what? What are you talking about? How did that come about? What is is the foundation for your faith? Some of you don't even really have a foundation for faith. Because you don't see what Christ, what God did for you through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Some of you bypassed the cross. Some of you said, I don't need a cross because he's seated. But you don't know what that means. Because you don't recognize that everything was already provided for you. The scriptures said. That we were buried with him in baptism. And when he rose, we rose with him in the newness of life. Amen. Amen. So what was buried? And what came alive? Mm-hmm. And, I'm alive spirit, and if I put my life to the Spirit. If he took my life and buried it and rose me up and gave me his life, then what kind of life do I have? When am I going to experience that life? When I get to heaven? I got news for you. You ain't gonna live in heaven anyway. Heaven wasn't made for me and you. It was made for God, the earth, and His fullness was made for you and me. So I tell you now, we'll be out of here for a while, but we're coming back. All right, I'm gonna do this. Um, You see, the person. that believes that they have the life of God in them. They're not trying to become what God's already made them to be or what God wants them to be. They begin to yield. They're yielding. We yield. We yield. We yield to a power that's already in us. And how is it activated? By faith. The power is already in. So many of us are walking around with this. The power, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead on the inside of us and and it's never been activated. How do we activate it? By what? By belief. By trusting, by knowing it's there, believing that it's there. That making that, making that our home. By by, by making, but that because Jesus said, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, not When you get to heaven, right now, he said, you shall know the truth. You shall know the reality. The truth means the reality is you are dead in your past life and you come alive to the new life in Christ Jesus.
0: Glory be to God. Glory be to God. I'm going to tell you, some of us think you're in faith and you're not. You're not. And the test for that, let something drastic happen. Be challenged with something and see what your response is. See if you're gonna respond the way a carnal person would, or even the way, a, a, a non-believer would respond. Would you respond that way? Or would your spirit band, because you walk in your spirit, rise up immediately, uh-huh. immediately, and you're professing a word over that situation. You're not worrying about it. You know that it's already taken care. Yes. Already. Oh, yeah. Some of you, you say, what? Wait till the next time something happens. See how you test yourself. See where your faith level is.
1: The power which the Bible calls grace. Grace is God's grace, God's ability, God's strength, God's ability, God's capacity, God's ability. Grace is what gives the believers the ability To do what Pastor Perling was referring to early, is to live this life effortlessly. To stop trying to do and start being. Stop, start doing, stop doing and start being. If it's hard for you, it's because you're working in your own efforts. If it's hard for you, because pride's in the way and it won't allow grace to come to you. God resists the proud and he gives more ability, grace, ability, strength. For Pastor, his strength. He has more place. He has more free flow in your life. He's able to flow the way that he designed. You see, he already knows what he gave you. He knows what he put in you, but you need help to live it. That's where the grace of God comes in. Grace is not the ability to keep sinning and be forgiven for it. Grace is the ability to live above sin. But he gives. If you're in pride, you'll never taste his grace. You'll have no expectation for anything better. And your life will always be aligned with your external life and not your internal life. I want to live according to the internal life about you. Amen. Amen. Amen? Glory to God. And we ain't seen nothing yet. Now before we go, I'm a believer and I believe in I believe what Jesus says. I believe what the scripture says in, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. The scripture says, himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin, that's the old man who passed away, dead to sin should live unto righteousness, that's the new man. God, this word is so awesome. Dead to sin should live unto righteousness. Because we live unto righteousness, this new life we're talking about, that by his stripes we are healed. Mm -hmm. I'm going to lift up two people today. I'm going to do it openly and publicly. I'm going to lift lift up Evangelist Dolores Jones. Jones. Her body's come under attack. Some excruciating pain in her her back and so on. Mm. You see, that's not hers. Notice why I said her body has come under attack. You see, all you medical people, you you got other terms for it. I say it's an attack because that's not what's in her. Health and healing wholeness is in her. So we call on that health and healing wholeness for her. Are you a believer? If you don't believe it, just close your ears. I don't care whether you're out there in in, uh, Facebook land or if you're in here. If you don't believe, then just go and just close your mouth. Don't open your mouth. But I believe that she's healed by the stripes of Jesus. Amen. And therefore, I'm going to confess it with her and for her. Because yes, she's already confessing it, and we're going to confess it and believe it together. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we're going to lift her up. And then there's Reverend Marsha. Her body's under attack. She's actually in She's in Johnson-Willis Hospital, and her body came under attack a couple of days ago. I talked to her last night, and I told her that... Uh, we're going to speak life over her, because, and she's speaking life over herself, but we just got to get in agreement. Is that okay? Amen. Yes. All right. So we're going to pray. Hallelujah. We're going to trust and believe God, and we're going to pray like the Word says. Father, we thank you. We look up these two awesome women of God who love you and trust you with their whole heart, that they get no other pleasure than being in service to you, uh, being yielded vessels to you, that you might use them for the... And that their lives will bring glory to you. Bring glory to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The same way that you set all of your love and, and, you, and you set all of your affection on him, they are found in him. And so Father, we thank you, <coughs> you skip your, that your word says that he was wounded for their transgressions, he was bruised for their iniquities, and the chastisement of their peace of the punishment, the punishments of their peace, which is their health, their strength, their prosperity, their, their protection, their provision, that all of that was upon him. And with his stripes they are healed. Yes, Lord. And so we declare this day, we, we speak to pain, that you're operating illegally against the daughter of the Most High God, and we come against you, and we can cancel your assignment. we believe the word that comes out of their mouth that they're healed by the stripes of Jesus those are the only words that we stand on and Lord we thank you the sister Dolores body right now is being relieved from that pain we thank you Father that you're strengthening her not just in her, you're strengthening her in her inner man by her spirit and therefore Father you're strengthening her your words is that if the spirit of God lives on the inside of her uh, uh, that you quicken her mortal body we, call, we declare that her body has come alive unto the realm of the spirit yes, yes. unto the spirit that's on the inside Amen. of her Jesus, Jesus. Father we lift up Reverend Marsha Father we Amen. thank you for strengthening her body Amen. we declare this day that her body is being strengthened as long as she's on this earth Father you're strengthening her in her and the man Father by your spirit you. and therefore Father that quickening that making alive that you're making her body their bodies alive unto the spirit so we declare that they're healed, mm. and we declare that they're whole, yes. and we declare once again they're overcomers, and they overcome yeah. every plan, scheme, yes. and strategy of the enemy. Yes. And yes. we agree with them, yes. and we speak life over them. Yes, we do. In Jesus' name, In Jesus amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But to someone out here listening today, first of all, is everybody here, make Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior. Is anybody here who has not asked Jesus into their heart, or has not confess with their mouth the Lord Jesus, do not believe in their heart that God raised him from the dead. Does everybody in here believe that? Yes. Amen. Amen. The scripture says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you shall be saved. Not might, but shall be saved. But if there's someone out here today and the Lord is tugging on your heart, man, this is your opportunity. The reason he's tugging because today is your day. This is your window of opportunity to come into the family of God. He had you in his focus before the foundation of the world. So if you'll just believe it and confess with your mouth, as Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, that if you confess with your mouth to Lord Jesus, just say, Lord, I believe in Jesus Christ. I confess on this day, I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ died for me and he rose again. I believe he paid a debt that I couldn't pay for myself. I believe that I'm impotent without him, that I have no strength and no ability in my own, that I've been trying to please you, Lord, that I can't please you, but I believe that Jesus paid the price for me. I believe that he died for me, and I believe that he rose again. And I ask you, Jesus, to let me become one with you, to come into my heart, to live in me, become one with you. And Father, I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we welcome you into the family of God. We declare with you that the same life that we talked about today that we talk about, that we have, that every believer has, that's the life that you now have. Now you need a Bible believer and a Bible teaching church that will tell you how to grow up and to mature, to become a disciple, and to walk into those, into the very life that Jesus has provided for you through His death, burial, and resurrection. So we welcome you into the family of God. And if you're here locally, we're at 43 Hull Street Road. And we're here. Sunday mornings at 1045. And we'd love for you to come in and just flood this place and just watch how God will work and, and, and bless you and work in your life, how, how you can get an understanding of who you are, who you become in Christ Jesus. You're more than welcome. So we thank you. God gave us a commandment. He gave us two. He told my wife and I two things when we started this ministry. To teach the word and love the people. And, uh, and that's what we endeavor to do. Amen. 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 Well, glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Thank you Lord.